Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian, and I am here with my cadres in this endeavor. We are Gay Geeky Podcast. We are doing a show for you guys today, listening to us whenever and wherever you are, all about things gay and geeky. To my left, my immediate left, I have Oral. That's me, everyone. To my catty corner left, I have BJ. Meow. And to your immediate left, the catty one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. The immediate left is the catty one, and then catty corner to your left. I'm the weird is the one. The immediate one. The immediate one. I'm so confused. I am defined. I am forever. And then to my catty corner and immediate right, both sort of. Pat, the bearskin talking rug. I'm immediately catty corner. What's going on? Or the talking bearskin rug, or the person who's been running this show and this network while I have been away. Off on many adventures and assignments. We don't have our own network. Shh, we don't want to get kicked off. Oh, of this that's one. true. That's true. <laughs> We do. We're all part of the Happy Nerdy Show family network, and we're, we're a grateful part. If you have not gone and checked out Nerdy Show's Patreon, you are missing out on some bonus content. Uh, I will just tease one thing that's coming up. I'll say two words, and this will make you want to donate immediately. Club Oral. I really like how my childhood is up for sale. <laughs> Look mine. It is of course it is. Fertile ground to grow money trees out of it's gonna be amazing but no not a wuzzle god damn it (laughs) so uh again we're flame on if you've never heard us before i don't know why you're picking this episode to start but congratulations because this is gonna be fun welcome but this is a perfect episode to start with no no they're all they're all perfect little gems little time capsules uh but no we are uh very excited to discuss some things including movies well maybe just the idea of a movie there's television there's video games there's there's some some um 
exciting comic book related stuff to talk about. Our trip to New York Comic Con, we'll mention Woo! all kinds of stuff fun uh, in this episode. So please keep listening. But um, movie wise, uh, we really didn't have very much going on recently. I know my brother, who unfortunately is not here, Jeff. Uh, we did see The Martian, and he will be talking about that, I think, after a couple more of us have seen it. But I've heard good things. So uh, if you are out there looking for a night on the town uh, to take your man or lady friend, go check out The Martian. I heard it's a feel-good hit of the summer and or early fall. Uh, movie-wise, and, and oddly, for a man marooned on <laughs> a planet, it actually is a feel-good yeah. movie. I've heard it's very it's very comical and lighthearted, yeah. as opposed to what you would think being stranded out on a uh, on a planet that you'd be like oh my god it's so terrible but no. in space everything horrible tends to happen and apparently somebody told me that's not the case with the movie so well we don't want to spoil too much but do check it out we're gonna check it out <laughs> we don't want to spoil a movie we haven't seen exactly <laughs> right but we're, I, i'm excited about seeing it now um i watched snowpiercer you did yes i did how long ago did i recommend that <laughs> probably it? over a year ago you know i really don't pay you much attention i know i'm sorry it's so sad He's been um, whittling you a, a TARDIS dildo for the last year. Oh, God, out of wood? You think I'm going to put that up there? Come on. He might it. finish it, but I'm willing to bet there's going to be a couple of splinters. Oh, Listen, no, he's no. going to shellac it first. Whoa. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know how to do that. I assume... <laughs> uh, you know, Go with God. Um, I thought it was a cool movie. It's Chris Evans on this train that apparently will run forever in this post-apocalyptic world. Where we as humanity have fucked up. Surprise! <laughs> um, it. My friend uh, said it best that it is kind of like an anime or a manga where everything that could possibly happens happens. Um, there are just scenes, particularly a brutal scene in a tunnel um, yes. with hatchets, just for no reason, like no reason whatsoever. Where all these people come from on this goddamn train? But um, if you want something. Sort of new in in the vein of like Orwellian and um, it's got elements bleak. of like the Matrix. And yes, some other like Manichaean Gnostic sort of like reality is not reality, or there's more to reality than you think is happening, and it's it's, it's a metaphor or whatever. I mean, yeah, there's lots of good. But stuff it there. was interesting. I wouldn't say it was a perfect movie. I have some issues with like the world building itself, and it. Not to, like, even nitpick. It's just, you know, this. are they self-contained? They have to be because, yeah. like, the outside world is so inhospitable. Um, and, and, and it like, a lot of that is explained. But there are some things that are just like, why? Like, you could make such a better society and do, like, <laughs> a lottery-esque, like, thing. But, nope, the haves and the have-nots. It's, it's like if Tyler Perry decided to write a, Ugh. like sci-fi dystopian that's what this movie kind of was it'd be uh, uh snowpiercer with medea or medea's uh winter nightmare or uh, i don't know medea's snowpiercer oh mm. god he would show up in drag it would be oh. <laughs> chris evans running through a hallway of hatchets only to be tripped by medea yeah but um oh. if that glowing recommendation doesn't tell you i mean if you have some time it's on netflix yeah you literally have already paid for it so you might as well watch it <laughs> My favorite thing to do is watch the first like thirty minutes because that's when, um, oh, Tilda Swinton's character, yeah, and she gets some her, her best lines are in that first thirty minutes, and that's that's worth watching alone. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was actually reminded of Snowpiercer recently. I was listening to Judge John Hodgman 
uh, podcast, and then he quoted from that as the cultural obscure cultural reference. And of course, the people on the show were two gay guys fighting over the Frozen movie and how they wanted to turn one of them wanted to turn their 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 rooms into like a frozen room, you know, uh, you know. And so that was his obscure cultural reference. They both. They, I they hate myself because I know what people taste like. I hate myself even more because I know babies taste the best. <laughs> I forgot that. That's great. No, it's it's, oh. it's it's unique. I would say it's unique. It's very unique. Yes. It's about Unix. All right. What other movie thing? Um, That's it. Well, because, <laughs> I, because I'm a giant man child, I saw Hotel Transylvania too. Oh, was that good? Actually, it was surprisingly funny. I uh, mean, Gendy Tur- Tarkovsky, I never say his name right. He's a good guy. Like I love yeah. his stuff. So I'm, you know, I'm not surprised it's and, good. It, you can definitely see those of you that are familiar with Powerpuff Girls and and Dexter's Lab and pretty much the heyday of Cartoon Network cartoons will will remember his name, and uh, you see a lot of that influence in the in the movie, the, especially in the second one. There's a lot more. There's a lot more pop culture humor. Um, I would say this is probably one of if you have to take your kids to a movie just to get them out of the house because they're driving you insane. I would say this is probably one of the good ones to do that with. But just know they're going to be dancing and bouncing off the walls for probably a solid day after they see this movie because there's a lot of music, N- not like not like music written for the movie, but like there's a lot of you know background music. At one point, there's a dance number with Dracula, so. I would say that would that would probably be a good one for Did you families. Say there's a dance number of the Dracula. Yes. Okay. You know, I I think I finally hit the age years and years ago where, like, while animated movies are are really great now, uh, they put out pretty much hit after hit, gem after gem. I just can't bring myself to go to a theater and sit with a bunch of children. It's why I still haven't seen uh, Big Hero Six. It's not that I think it, it's bad. It's not that I think I won't like it. It's just I'm I'm too old. I'm too old to put up with the bullshit. It just I just go to I just go to a theater that sells alcohol and go after nine o'clock, and then you're pretty much guaranteed no children are going to be there. That's a good way to do it. Um, I I've not seen like the Minions movies, and yeah, I like well, I haven't. I just can't. I just can't even. I just wait till Brian buys me the DVD or Blu-ray. Like Big Hero Six is sitting in my office since Easter. Yeah. Uh, I'll eventually watch it. How I Train Your Dragon Two is somewhere waiting. I don't think we bought that one. Oh. There's yeah, so yeah, many people. It. I Pretty know sure. someone who is, um, you know, runs these mean streets. You, um, and he is very hardcore. Has a thing for How to Train Your Dragons. Like there's no tomorrow. Like Toothless is his favorite thing. And I assume Toothless is a dragon that has no teeth. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> And I couldn't tell you because I haven't seen the first one. They're extendable. Oh, yeah. So, so when he's when he's first looking at Toothless Toothless's mouth, he's like, well, "Oh, you don't have any." And then all of a sudden, they pop out, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Well, so it's so when he first meets his partner, so he's a a true blood vampire dragon. <laughs> kind okay, of. I don't care. <laughs> they have that whole real Toothless blood, is adorable. Mm. Toothless is a, it's a giant cat. It's a cat, pretty much. I don't do cute anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your soul did sort of wither away after a while. I ate it like lemon bread. I told you that earlier. <laughs> so uh, we'll have more movies next. I mean, we're getting into the fall, like, good, dark, deep Oscar season movies. You know, that that's coming. Goosebumps is this Friday. That's not one of the ones I was talking about. <laughs> but that is coming. 
Uh, oh, God, I was just seeing... Uh, when we were up in New York City, we saw things for uh, the Whitey Bulger movie with, uh, with... Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Oh. We saw... Oh God, they had ads everywhere in that city. Oh, my God. Um, there were some other movies that were coming. I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Oh, there's a new one by the guy who did Pan's Labyrinth. Um, oh, Crimson Peak. Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen the trailer, I don't think, but I'm interested in it. Yeah, it lo- it looks it's got Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston in it. Yes. As one of the main characters. So I'm I like him a lot of of course. You know. In in movie news, uh they did have a thing about um him talking about the role he played in uh, Ultron uh, as Loki mm-hmm. and how they cut him and in their I guess his words of what they said, it's because he stole the whole movie. And because of that one scene, people thought Loki had more of a role in the in the whole story than he actually did, and so that distracted people from the main story, and so they cut it. So it might be on the the re release. I'll check the extras when I get the movie. Yeah. So what movie? uh, Ultron, Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. Did you ever see that? I I did. Yes, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, we just bought that on Blu-ray. You had to have seen it. It had the Scarlet Witch in it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Of course. Of course. Um, a bunch of people were watching it yesterday. I'm just like, I only have to see one part. It's where <laughs> she goes House of M when they kill Quicksilver. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, yeah. Um, so, TV. There's much more interesting things happening with television oh, right now. So much. Uh, I know you guys, on the last episode when I wasn't here, talked about like you're exciting. What shows are you looking forward to? Um, I know I'm excited about a few shows that are yet to come out, uh, but we have had a lot of good premieres. I will start with the Muppets. Yes. Because, oh my God, the first episode I didn't love, I will be honest, but the second and third got, they built off of that and got better and better. I've watched the pilot. It was very entertaining. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back. Not that. I thought it was bad. It's just I'm really behind in a lot of my series. Like, I'm I'm making my way through this past season of Shameless now. So, like, The Muppets, I thought it was hilarious. I like what they're doing. I like that Tom Bergeron is a joke. Um, even though he's a very nice, seems like a very nice man. It's, you know, who's really dying to see Tom Bergeron. Well, Can I just tell you one thing? Yes. We'll get back to The Muppets in a second. But you brought up Tom Bergeron, who hosts... America's Funniest Videos, which I did he not used believe. to. Hold on. Which I thought had stopped making new episodes. No, and they were no. just running these these syndicated episodes. <laughs> and then I saw the commercial that fucking, um, oh my God. Alfonso. Alfonso Ribeiro is now the new host of yep. America's Funniest Videos. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I, was, I wasn't even struck at the fact that Alfonso Ribeiro is now hosting it. I was struck by the fact that Tom Bergeron has actually been doing live, like, new episodes of America's Funniest Videos. Like 30 years after the show started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I thought they were syndicated. or yeah. just No, 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 no. <laughs> They're still still making it. So so for those of you who do not know, first of all, A, I'm a huge Muppet fan. I have been all my life. I, I've, I've loved Jim Henson's stuff more and more as the years grew on because I realized the complexity underneath a lot of it, the the humor. You know, it's, it's like Pixar. It works for adults as well as kids. Mm-hmm. But... The Muppets particularly has been a troublesome or difficult thing to crack since Henson died. And I know during the 90s, there were a lot of Muppet movies that were kind of awful. Or... Muppet Treasure Island was a gem. That well, was amazing, actually. I guess but there have been, been misses, let's just say that. Um, it started, though, I think their, their sort of epic comeback, I think certainly started when Disney purchased them because Disney allowed them the opportunity to sort of thrive and, and do, their, you know, do more stuff. But they started making these great videos. These little, like, one-off, you know, 
uh, music videos typically. I remember Gonzo and the Chickens did the uh, the Queen song, Bohemian uh, Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Swedish Chef did Popcorn. Oh my which god, is still one of my favorite of all of them. That ages but me. Then they made the Muppet movie with Jason Siegel, and Jason he actually wrote and starred in that movie. I think he even co-wrote some of the songs with the guy from um fly the concords yeah like that movie was amazing as a muppets fan and it transformed i think what you could do with the muppets property now i haven't seen the second one i heard sort of mixed things about it um it's on my list to get to eventually but this new show takes that idea and goes even further bringing them back to television but from a different idea they're still making a show but the show isn't the muppet you know variety show because there aren't as many variety shows anymore Instead, it's uh, Miss Piggy's like late night talk show. Yeah, up late with Miss Piggy, and you 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 involve all the characters in different production capacities. I mean, Kermit's basically the showrunner, executive producer. Um, uh, Fozzie is the warm up act. Ralph, they finally showed, is like I guess the bartender nearby. Yeah, the bar the bar near the studio lot. Which he runs it. He runs the bar. Fits you know, and they're gonna go back there a lot. And they're also mixing in. This is the only gratuitous part. A lot of ABC like stars. So that's kind of mm. like okay, well, that's whatever. Cheap. I mean, it's cheap. It's cheap stars, and since the whole thing's filmed on the ABC right. lot, it makes sense. It's easier to kind of just ta- like tap Lawrence Fishburne oh on the God. shoulder and be like, "Hey, by the way, do you mind doing this little bit with Kermit for like five minutes?" And- Lawrence Fishburne's thing was hilarious. <laughs> I I don't. I wouldn't say that it's gratuitous. I mean, what what is part of a late night talk show? You have guest stars. Um, well, what I'm saying is gratuitous. Is this? It's mostly people affiliated with the ABC. Well, yeah, because well, it's, it's a fake talk show. Right. If it were um, cost efficient, yeah. It's, well, it, it's promotion. It works, it, right? No, exactly. it's all cross promotion. But if it were one of, if it were uh, Jimmy Kimmel, if it were um, Seth Meyers, if it were any of those shows, yeah, you're gonna have cross network promotion because you're gonna have films, you're gonna have all that stuff. But for it to be a television show, as a mock nighttime show yeah i mean it's like when you're you not have... going to want to promote other networks no and i get that but it's like when you have a product placement and you artfully work it into the story of the show yeah not like gratuitous samsung phone in your face but you know kind of a joke about the fact that it's samsung or something like that yeah it's, that, that's what they're doing it's, it, it works it's pretty it's, it's pretty self-aware yeah. and the the thing that that made me realize i was going to absolutely love the show is i was paying attention to their twitter feed and they did a thing where they had Scooter answer questions. Oh, nice. And somebody asked him, is he still the um, the stage the intern for stage direction, which is what he was in the original Muppet show back in the 1970s? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm executive stage director now. So I'm like, so it, it's like, it's pretty much if you took... Like an like a star from the seventies that acted in something did thing throughout the years. You would just be like, "Oh, this actress is in this." It's treating the Muppets kind of like, "Oh, these actors have been in these movies, and it just so happens the movies are the Muppet movies and everything that we remember." Right. So it, it's it's a it's a really it's a really neat way of kind of harking back to old jokes mm-hmm. and harking back to like it's treating it like everybody remembers their first Muppet movie. Yeah, and it's so it's not it's like, it's like a soft reboot they say. Yeah. And the you got a lots of mockumentary styles so it's very much like the office for modern family, everybody's mm-hmm. talking to cameras, everybody's being recorded doing their different things. Most of the joy really comes from Miss Piggy and Kermit's interaction, 
who, and you've probably already seen this, it's not much of a spoiler, have broken up. And so you get to see this interplay between, they have to work together. They're still friends, but they're also not together. And so there's a lot of play off of that. You know, the only things that people have complained about online, and, you know, this is the people who are really, really too uptight, is that there's a little bit more adult humor in some of the things. In, in a lot of ways, it's subtle. Like, kids aren't going to go, Mommy, what does that mean? Why is Fozzie saying, you know, he's getting a lot of hits on his profile because he's a bear or a passionate bear? I mean, Bear it's, looking for love. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like little subtle things that, again, if you're an yeah. adult, you're going to pick up on. If you're a kid, you're not. And but It's not so much backlash. Like, it's not groups no it's just one million moms right it's that one group that wanted to protest the and they, show. they bitch about everything what's your sure is the show is going to be a hit in my book well when they, right. if they hate something i'm probably going to like but it but the thing i want to i want to say is henson's properties have always had a little element of maturity i mean if you listen to the words of the um uh not easy being green uh rainbow connection it's a, mm-hmm. it's not a simple like happy puppies and kittens and everything's great no, you song. pay attention to the words it's surprisingly henson's always in all of his stuff had like a element of either dark or just like a little more mature and serious thing realism he, realism and then even even in the original muppet show there was some rather fun sort of you know moments of the show that were like whoa that's that they went farther so the point is nothing's really changed this is still what they're doing and it's honoring the legacy really well so yeah. i'm really excited about that uh i encourage everybody to check it out if you're a muppets fan uh other shows that have come back that I am not as excited about include Minority Report, which I watched the first episode, and I don't really know if I'm going to watch anymore. A, because it's not great. B, because they just cut the episode order down to 10. I didn't bother. It's yeah. rough. I mean, it's I want to like it. There's a lot that I do like. I love future shows, like anything like that. I'm just it's, That's my thing, but... It's just not. Working. You know what they could have done? They just could have kept almost, almost human. human. I know. Well, it's, See, I'm bitter about that. That's too. probably why I didn't go. I it's, didn't watch Minority and this Report. This is worse than that on so many levels. So, oh. eh, whatever. Um, the Gotham, uh, came, Gotham came back, and even though I will say there are certain things that I think are an improvement, overall, I still think it's an awful show, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. know why you go into Gotham thinking you're going to get high drama. Like, I have never watched Gotham for that. I have yeah. actually liked um, Gotham up until they took my husband away. They took my husband. Um, Who's your husband? Cameron. Ooh. Jerome. Well, he's back in full force in season two. Well, yes. Yeah. I've been watching season oh, okay. two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. How far did you get? I haven't watched probably the most recent one. But so they, they take him off the stuff. they take him off the board. And like for for a lot of people they're like, Oh, I don't I don't like that they're trying to say that he's Joker, but they have always wanted Joker. People have bitched and moaned that they haven't gotten someone who's been the Joker and then they pick someone who I've had a huge crush on because I watch Shameless and I have a thing for redheads. <laughs> and you know how like fanboys like imprint over Harley Quinn. Right. Like I imprinted on him in a similar fashion. So you saw him in the, like, uh, I the would giver? Have, I would have been his Harley. You... I did not watch the giver because I didn't need to watch that bastardization. Oh. But <laughs> he's, he's in it. It's pretty nice. Um, I, like I, I, they took him off the board and I just devastated me. So wait, did they kill him or they just like did something else? You want to know? They, I don't, we're spoiling. Thing. Yeah. I don't they, care. they, they killed him. But they set up like a legacy. Ah. Um, so he's not he's not the Joker, but he could be like he the is he is not he's not the Joker, but yeah. they they swing him as proto Joker. And then um, I was talking to someone, and they were like, 
oh, well, you know, we never said he was the Joker. And like, I can understand like foreshadowing and alluding, but you didn't do that. You pretty much set him up as the Joker. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, wait, no, he's a red herring. I'm like, no, red herrings make you seem like they did it, but they didn't. Like, you made him the Joker, and then you decided, mm, no. Because it's it's too soon. It's not that, I don't even care that it's too soon. No. It's just poor writing, in my opinion. And that's what I've been saying all along with this show. <laughs> it's badly written. The acting is what it is. I don't fault the actress for anything except maybe the guy who plays Jim Gordon gritting his teeth a lot. But, you know, whatever. He could be constipated. He could just be not happy with the situation. I don't know. But he always grimaces when he's doing anything. He, yeah. Even when he's happy, he's grimacing. Um, I will call him Grimace. Thus, thus going on. It's just that's his his name's Grimace. Um, but no, it's just it's just ridiculous. The show is ridiculous. The the Bruce Wayne storyline, which is a little maybe better now, sort of moving along. Nope. I, okay. Well, there you go. I did enjoy when he finally made a bomb and blew off the door. Yes. And then read the letter. You by now you must have realized that the code was Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> I did chuckle at that. Instead of a blunt uh, stick, (laughs) blunt object there. I mean, Alfred, I love the guy who plays Alfred, Mm, uh, Pertwee, mm, and I I, I keep pretending he's the doctor because his dad was, but, like, it's just, Mm. it's not, it's just bad. Is Chickless showing up yet? That was the only thing I was even a little bit excited about was, you know, Michael Chickless is coming out. I mean, not coming out, but you know what Michael Chickless is coming out. I know, that's a whole other story. He did an American Horror Story, and that didn't he work out did, well. I know. But no, I mean, that excited me. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just get frustrated. I want, I want this show to be Gotham Central, and it's not. That's probably a lot of it. It's something yeah. else altogether. But it could have been Gotham Central. I mean, they were setting up early on. They were setting up pieces of it. Mm-hmm. But then they just moved away from it. Like, they can't pick a thing and go with it. The only thing that they're consistently doing is building up the Penguin. And a little bit with the Riddler. And both are cool. And I like both of the performances and both of the, the roles. That's good. Everything and both else, are very dreamy. Yeah, I guess. Oh, Riddler's kind of cute. I, I actually think he's cute. They're dorky, thin white guys. I, I think that's kind of a thing, isn't it? I it's think not necessary. It's not exclusively my thing, thank you. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> you have a trend. If there were dorky white guys with red hair. That's oh, well, there, yeah, 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 there you go. Then he would be sold. That checks all the boxes. Down for the That's all the oral boxes right there. Anyway, I uh, I don't know the Gotham show just it just frustrates me, but I got to keep watching it because I got to bitch about it. Um, what else? Oh, Doctor Who came back. Yes, I don't want to get too crazy into it because I've only actually Pat and I've only seen the first two. I've I saw the Christmas special and then I watched the the season premiere. Okay, the same night. Good. Um, and I, I see what they're doing. Um, I like how weird and like you know doctor who sometimes in seasons you feel like you've seen this before right Mm -hmm. um and all of this seems very foreign and that to me is the most interesting part about it Mm -hmm. um however i've just not been enthralled um and i don't think it's anyone's particular fault i just i don't know how how much more um moffat i want not that I, I don't think I've, I don't, I've never thought Moffat has done a bad job with Doctor Who. I've liked uh, a ton of stuff that he's done, um, but it's just I don't I don't know if I I'm on board for this new direction. It's interesting because I, I couldn't even tell you from seeing the first two episodes what the direction of it uh, this season, anyway, mm-hmm. this series. But I will say, having seen the second part, it's not 
So uh, this is the thing about Mothis two parters. It's the second part is never the same as the first part in, in a lot of ways. In tone, in in I mean, there's 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 continuity, of course. They're two parters, but it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. It's yeah. always different. You you know what I think it is, and I haven't watched uh, the last two episodes because most of these are two parters. Right. Yes. So I think what I've decided to do is just wait yeah. two weeks and then watch it all. You're together. trade waiting, Doctor Who. That's mm-hmm. what, well, it's and that's how the that's how the original series used like the older 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 yeah, episodes. I'm aware. Yeah. And I I I kind of. I kind of like it's taken him a while, Moffat a while to kind of figure out female characters. He's had a lot of time with Clara and that I think that's the only that's the only nitpick thing I have with him is that other than River Song, a lot and and maybe Amy's had some great moments, but other than River Song, his female characters always leave something to be desired because if they're not a companion, they're a side character and how often but that's not Moffat. That's just how it's always been. I don't. Yeah. I go back, and this gets to the. Oh, we don't want to have to go through all this. But every time I see stuff on the Mary Sue or Tumblr about how Moffat's a misogynist, I get pissed off because oh, yeah. I feel I don't, that is I don't grosser. And I know that's not what you're saying, yeah. but the whole female writing. Now, admittedly, I am not a woman. I cannot speak from that perspective. But as someone who follows Doctor Who, follows writing, like I'm interested in the topic. Obviously, I don't get it. When they say that he doesn't write strong female characters, doesn't write females well, that they're a mystery to be solved. Well, I mean, if they're not a mystery, they're not going to be as interesting as the doctor because the doctor is usually the mystery a lot of times. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Um, Donna, Donna's mystery was people apologizing to her and like things converging on her, and then her being like the the doctor Donna. Right. But like yeah. that wasn't a mystery. She was along for the but ride. That was Davies. And that's what I'm getting okay. to. Like Donna to me has always been my she's my favorite companion. And right. she's really fleshed out. And I saw her as a strong character. Not because she was some like puzzle box, but that's because who she was. That's where the intrigue came but from. But I don't even think Amy was a puzzle. She was just a it was a story they were telling, and I thought Amy was a really strong character. Now, She's I, one of my favorite companions. I, I can mean, I, and I can see that. I and now Clara admittedly is the puzzle. Like that first season of her. Yeah, that first but season of her. After I got over that, she changed and became just another companion and doing her thing and is very strong and self actualized. Like I, I again, I just don't understand it well enough. And every time I see people who use the M word or they get real militant about it, that's when I disconnect and I they've lost me. Like, I've never read the really strongly worded, but not, like, that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't see it. I don't. And I, 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 and I talked to it when I was up at the, uh, New York. I was part of a Doctor Who event in, in Brooklyn at the, the Way Station, which is, like, a Doctor Who theme bar up there. And I talked to Sam Maggs, uh, who wrote Fangirls of the Universe. And I was really glad. She used to write for Mary Sue, and I was talking to her about this. And I'm like, I don't like when people call him a misogynist because I don't think he's a misogynist. He just may not like – you may not like what he's doing with these characters. You may think – I mean, that's fine. That's a valid criticism. I just don't get it. And she agreed, and she's like, yeah, no, it, it, it goes too far online. People yeah. go too well, far. It's the internet, It yeah. becomes personal, and it's like this isn't a personal thing. This is just a criticism. But, I, again, I don't get it. I don't get it. But River's great. You know, Clara, I don't know where they're going with her is the only thing. If there is a storyline here, you know, they've said she's leaving the show this series. We don't know when. It's not by the end. It's going to be before the end, evidently. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. So it's kind of like a guessing game. We don't know when she's going to leave. But uh, Which I I think leads to actually kind of being better because you're not going, okay, well, the end of the series, at Mm -hmm. the end of the series, 
she'll be gone and we'll have a segue into him being alone or him a new you know a companion right. popping up at the end or in the Christmas special if midway through I don't want them to kill her but like if that were to happen obviously in the first episode you knew that wasn't you now, know, the case but it, it leaves more spoiler she doesn't die <laughs> now Missy on the other hand is a strong female character Yes. I, if she becomes the new companion, I will be so incredibly happy. You I so love fine, Michelle Gomez. I love. She has a web series called Heather's Scott Heather's American Medicine, I think, mm-hmm. and it's just these little one-off little videos that she does, and it's it's they're friggin' funny. She's an amazing actress, and I'm so happy that she's the the master or the or Missy or whatever. Yeah. Um, the the last thing uh, concerning Doctor Who, I guess we should talk about is Glasses Gate. Oh, God. Uh, glasses gate. Hold on. Let me put on my sonics, uh, sunglasses here. So Moffat has Bullshit. decided that the sonic screwdriver is passe. Um, and it's all about wearables now. It's all about wearables. And he has sonic sunglasses. Um, and I, I watched his... I, I don't want to call it a defense because it was just like a little clip he about... defending it. Yeah, well, I don't want to just call it a defense. Yeah, it's like it. it was a Doctor Who clip where they go behind the scenes and he was like, you know, I'm, you know, I've decided that the sonic screwdriver can go away for a while because I'm a writer and writers have license to do things. And he's like, you know, it's become this part of canon when it was a like a, a screwdriver that just made a noise. That's initially what it started off as and became this all-encompassing, like... Magic wand. Yeah. Um, Do I care about it that much? Not particularly. Um, I don't... I'm not married to the Sonic Screwdriver. I think um, Eleven had the best one we've seen so far because I I love the jewel aspect on it. That was really neat. Um, And that it has a cloth. Did it yodel? Um, But... uh, I mean, I, I I understand what it's like to see your King Arthur, you know, go to the Lady of the Lake, uh, expect yeah. an Excalibur, <laughs> and and gets a, like... A pair of sunglasses. <laughs> a fun noodle. Like, it's just... Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, Instead of Excalibur, you get the foam sword yes. that you can hit your, your brother Bouncy with. Ball. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it, but I just, you know... Nerds will never be happy, and I and I Hate say this, hate. yeah, I I don't say this like as in like a point finger accusatory thing. It's just like, you know, the man is writing Doctor Who. Yeah, let him write crazy things. The damn thing will be back in like two episodes. Oh yeah, probably. Like well, I wanted a new screwdriver. It's been five years, six years, because since Matt, Matt Smith, Matt Smith yeah. you, that was twenty ten. Yeah. yeah, so. Was that 2010? 2011. 2011. 2011. 2011. Yeah. Ish. So, I mean, it's been around long enough, and it's usually changed with the Doctors. Not always, but Eccleston was around for one series. Yeah. You know, so Tennant getting that same screwdriver, not a big deal, because you didn't have it around for five series with the same Doctor and then move on. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's a, bad thing mm. a little bit which yeah. you know which, which it, it's it's weird i don't it, it is that ex- whole excalibur thing like i you expected i wanted a new one and then when he had thrown it away it was like okay 
this is this is it. We're gonna get a new screwdriver. Well, I thought they were gonna go screw, screwdriver list and actually not have that as a plot device. Like, yeah, that was gonna be like, oh wow, because they're not gonna have this little out now. Because it was like the it was like the fifth doctor that went around with it for a long. Like I don't think he used it at all. Fourth doctor didn't use it a lot. Fifth doctor didn't use it a lot, and then eventually started. And I want to say six and seven used it a lot. But yeah. and first doctor, I don't think he had one at all. If he did, it was never you know trotted out. Second Doctor definitely had it more. Yeah, I I don't mind I don't mind it being gone. I don't mind them him trying a new thing, yeah. like and and I I saw his point as a writer. Yeah, trying trying something new is isn't you know nerds are gonna get upset. Um, what he's doing with other things in the show are far more heretical than this. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, and I think it's amazing because to me, you will remember these little interesting things that he's added to the mythos. Far, you know, in the future, as Doctor Who continues, like like he is changing the things about the Daleks in a pretty big way yeah. in the second part, which I yeah. obviously won't say I'm more. Sure. But like he is doing things with the Time Lords that are pretty big, except also tying it back to prior. I've always said the the 50th anniversary with Moffat was the unification of Doctor Who. It took New Who and Classic Who and brought those two bridges fully together, so you saw pretty much the whole tapestry. And that to me is really impressive, but doing it in a way that's still fun and new who interesting, you know, yeah. I'm really interested to see how these new episodes come out. I'm really interested to see how Maisie, uh, I want to say Maisie Gray or Maisie Gray, but you know what I mean? Maisie Williams. I uh, try to <laughs> say goodbye and not know. But I want to, I really want to walk see... away and I stumble. Have you ever done that at karaoke? No, I think you should. It'd be fun. You know, I'll give it a shot. You actually, I like can't that. understand that a word she good. says, so I can get up there and make the um, noises. Oh God, I sound like Mason Gray. Well, there goes, <laughs> there goes me getting on solid so, gold. Here we go. We got Dieter Ritz, Oral Oral Fryer, Dieter Ritz, or Macy Gray, and we'll just play clips. And um, great. No, no, Divine Grace does one. That, does that song though too? It's really good. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, what question? Mm-hmm. Um, leaving Doctor Who. All right. Has anyone seen Scream Queens? I have not. Yeah, I saw a small portion of an episode when I stopped in Baltimore on my road trip. Yes, 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 yes. I saw Ariana Grande get stabbed in the head. Yeah. And that was the best part. Best part ever. If you are a fan of Nip Tuck or Popular or Glee, um, it is kind of like this mishmash slasher. And like, I don't normally do slasher films um, or TV series. Like, I have a a penchant for American Horror Story, but seeing these kind of like zany off the wall, like characters come together, like Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Nishi, uh, Nisi Nash is hilarious. Oh along my with God. Kiki Palmer. Uh, Emma Roberts is kind of like helming the show as the titular bad girl um, in this like really ridiculous, uh, like lampooning of, of the genre. Um, and yeah. it's, it's hilarious. So There's it's a really Jonas sh- brother in it. it. Really? He's gay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I do. He is. So this is more like a Glee type show than American Horror well, Story or Nip Tuck. No, it's no. It's 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 a it's an ex, it's I will say it's an excessively dark comedy. It is okay. it is absolute. There are moments in the show that are absolutely hilarious and self aware. But then there's legitimate moments where you're sitting there and you're like, Are they going to cut that? Okay, yes, they did cut that guy in half. Okay, like it is no doubt in your mind. Okay. That some of these characters are going to die in new and horrible ways. Okay, so it's like a scream. It's, kind it's of thing. Yes. Ryan Murphy's scream. Yes, yes. yes. and um, mixed with a little um, not another scary movie, just for the absurdity portion of that, that yeah. mocking of it, but with 
Scream yeah, being I a would meta say, look at horror. Yes. But with Ryan Murphy's homosexual sensibility. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's it, very much that. And I got and that from hilarious. like 20 minutes of it. Oh, yeah. Watching without really, without sound. Because I was talking <laughs> to my friend and it was on TV. We would every so often just kind of look and watch it with the sound really low. And it was the end of episode two. Yeah, because the pilot, the pilot was two hours. The first two. Yeah. yeah. So I got there, and it was right around the time Ariana Grande got killed, which, again, that was probably one of the old things that would have stopped me from watching the show. Um, and then I remember all the girls being in the ground with their mm. heads above, and the, the guy in the Red Devil outfit the Red Devil, coming, yeah. on the, uh, coming on the, the riding lawnmower oh. to oh. run over their heads. But, but here's the thing. He didn't just kill anybody. Spoiler alert. He kills Death Taylor Swift. That's what they and call her. And it's really... <laughs> It's 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 funny. Like it's not. Um, Niecy Nash plays a security guard, yeah. um, and she's over the top. Like she plays a really like hood ghetto like woman, um, and she has a friend who joins her very briefly, um, and she's also a security guard. Chantel. And- <laughs> no, it's it's more than Chantel. It's Chandel. 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 But it's. It's really funny, and I, I I like it. Some people don't like it. From the people who don't like it, don't like that they think that uh, Ryan Murphy's doing the same thing. But I don't I don't really fault him for that. Like he has this niche, yeah. um, and this yeah. kind of like obsession with like youth culture, and you know these stereotypes of like what it is to be in high school or in college, and he he subverts those, and that's what I like. It's a subversion. Yeah. And I gotta say, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Leah Michelle in the show is really funny and like, because the thing, the thing, I've only really paid attention to her in Glee. I've never really paid it. I've never even really noticed her being on anything else or doing anything else. Yeah, she yeah. really, yeah, she that was kind her, of a breakout her TV, show. Her TV career started with Glee. She was a Broadway actress before that. Yeah, she was in Spring Awakening. She, she did all of that. She did that part of her life, and then Glee brought her into the mainstream. On television, her her character. I was very interested to see like how was she going to play this character? Was it going to be similar? Right. But it's it's very different. And it's nice to see somebody that you feel was going to be typecast right. at some point in their career. She's got a range of different. She, she you can tell she's got a little bit more acting range. So cool. it's it's really nice to see her in this too. So what about American Horror Story? Well, I haven't watched it yet. Can I, so can I just say that yeah. every time I see Leah Michelle's character with that back brace, I just think of Cat McPhee and House Bunny. <laughs> yes that's all i think about yes very much so yeah so, back to horror, so, horror story. i have not seen it yet all i've seen are the promo and some of the crazy weird like video things and the pictures and i just i'm I don't hearing, know what to I'm make hearing of it. mixed reaction because i've had a couple people on my facebook feed say oh my god it's amazing and then i've heard that it's kind of absurd for absurd sake and that it's so kind of i just saw the term drill dough okay <laughs> So like I, I just like I don't want to go crazy spoilers, but I mean it's the first yeah. episode, so whatever. But like, is this does this have a unique enough and interesting enough hook that you'll come back? It does. Okay, so this time around we've go, we've got the we've got hotel, which takes place in the uh, same time frame and world as the first season. Really? Okay. Um, That's good he takes know. he takes a couple of, he takes he takes more than a couple elements from the first season. Uh, one being that one of the main characters is dead and haunting the hotel. You don't know it till till about middle of the first episode. So, and he treats and he said that in an interview he said that he treats that 
as complete canon across the board for all the shows. So if you die somewhere, that's where you haunt, and you're seen in a similar fashion gotcha. as the ghost from season one. So that that's um, so okay. So season one we got the haunted house. Season two we got the asylum and like angels, demons, a little bit of that aliens. in there, aliens. Uh, season three we got witches. Season four we got the freak show. Um, season five we're getting the creature feature. This is this is the creature feature. Um, Without getting major spoilery, even though, I mean, in internet, everybody kind of knows. Lady Gaga. I've made sure not to. You haven't? No. Okay. I almost, read a, I almost read a review because I, it had one of those those titles where it was like, I kind of want to see what they say about right. it. But it's like, if you haven't watched episode one, do not read this article. And I listened. Oh. And I have to say that because I haven't finished Freak Show. And I know I will. Like, I just fell behind. God, you don't even need to. I, 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 I know, so I liked it overall, though. I did. I think they, it was okay. They got ten episodes in and then had a shoehorn killing everybody well, that into was like, a little the much. last episode. Yeah. It was it you know, it was it was that was um Ryan Murphy's love letter to um uh to what's her name? Um oh my gosh, she's not Jessica in the show. Lang. Jessica Lang. That was kinda because of, from all the interviews I would see with Jessica Lang is that pretty much she would sit next to Ryan while he was while he was figuring things out and would just ask her over and over what she wanted to do for right. her last season. Right. Which led to it feeling really disjointed. Well, and really gratuitously like honoring her at the you know. Like, yeah. I see that. So, so I, how is Gaga in this? That's everybody wants to Um Very old world. She's actually not she's her wardrobe is not subdued. Her, you can tell it's not like it's not Lady Gaga playing a character. Uh-huh. It's it's Lady Gaga acting. So she's really good. So far, I like I like her character. Um, uh, was it Matt Boomer? Um, is one of her love interests? Quotation marks. Um, and uh, like ev- so far, I like every single character. Every single character I've met so far. Um, the reason everybody probably says the episode seems very crazy is that you're you get you the way the flashbacks are working mm-hmm. is you get probably about three flashbacks. Maybe maybe two in this episode, and that explains how some of the characters are acting. Some of the characters have been through traumatic experience, and they're already in the PTSD PTSD stage. Gotcha. So you're seeing them that once you see their flashback, you're like, okay, this makes complete sense now. So so at the so you you got to get through the whole episode, which I mean it's American Horror Story. You're gonna watch the whole episode, but we're definitely in the creature feature season interesting because it's not just a ghost we've got a whole bunch of different things um i like the idea since it's now since it's a hotel you've got things in rooms um sure there's a episode title coming out called the thing in uh room 33 right um and everything has a story so at the very least we're gonna get a lot of singular episodes on different characters or could be cursed items. Who knows? It could be what, whatever's in a room. I just hope it goes full on shining by the end. That'd so, oh, you already, uh, I was going to say, by, by the end of the first episode, you're like, why is anybody here? Nice. The first five minutes. The first five minutes, yeah. like, had me like, okay, well, I'm Twins in. and blood waves. That's good. That's yeah. Good. It's. Well, I mean, that's what they were kind of saying, that it harkens back to season one, because it's very contained. The world yes. is contained in the hotel, like, murder house which they went back and redubbed season one, was very much contained to the house. Not much happened outside of the house. Once you got into the asylum, you had a lot dealt with the asylum, but there was 
um, Evan Peters' story on the farm. Like there mm-hmm. was more locations. Freak Show, um, well, Coven took place yeah all over New Orleans, all over New Orleans, and then the Freak Show um, season all over Jupiter. Yeah, it took well, those. It, it didn't have as many as much as Coven did, but you had the diner location, you had you know the police station, you had like right. these other areas. Where now hotel, you're back to being kind of encapsulated in one location. And he he films a lot of the stuff in the hallways with the fish islands oh, to give yeah. it that to give it that that compressed feeling like you're you're stuck in something. Yeah. So interesting. It's yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it so far. So far, I love it. So hopefully by the next full cast, I think we'll have a couple we've seen and we can have a better perspective on what this thing is doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should be close to close to midway through. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. That's all I can think of for television. Am I missing any big? Uh... Um, if you're not watching the good Shonda Rhimes shows, oh, yeah. like Scandal, Scandal's really good this season. Um, God damn it, Olivia. Um, <laughs> team Jake, Team Jake, Screw Fits, and uh, Murder is just everything. Murder is doing really cool, interesting things. Yes, Famka Jensen's on it. Really? Uh-huh. As, oh, so um, Eric has probably started watching. Oh, yeah. No, he's all about it. Um, <laughs> of course. So Jean Grey is in it um, and has ties to Annalise. Really big, big ties to Annalise. Um, and that's been fantastic. Big ties to Anna Marie? Annalise. Keating. Viola Davis. I, I mean, wow. I'm... <laughs> I made a Jean Grey Rogue connection. No, I cares about Rogue. Um, <laughs> no, not in that incarnation. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's been great. Um, they're really playing up, like, this new generation of, like, sexual fluidity um, in characters. And not all characters, because some characters are just, you know, either straight or gay. But um, the storyline that we're getting with... Um, Oliver and company? No. Oh, Connor. Thank you. I don't. I've never forgotten Connor's name. Um, the slut. The, yeah, the reform slut. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Has been really great. They're they're playing um, the idea of um, a couple whose uh, HIV status is positive and negative. Um, and like bringing like prep into it and being really, I think, responsible and, and dealing with a lot of issues that, you know, we in the gay community have seen and heard before and, and seeing, um, seeing that play on mainstream television on one of the most popular shows right now, um, on all of network television has been fantastic. And I really like the twists and turns this season. So nice. I did think of two more shows. Oh, well, before we get into that, mm-hmm. um, Viola Davis has now become the first African-American woman to win uh, an Emmy for yep. for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama. So yep. congratulations to her. And they slapped that bumper together super quick. Of course they did. <laughs> super quick. I'm just like, <laughs> Emmy Award winning actress Viola Davis in... How to get away with murder. They announced that and fucking they were on the phone with they were like, You need to make this bumper now. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's ten PM, eleven PM. I don't care if it's three AM. You get on your computer and you start making this bumper now. Oh, it was yeah. the next day. Like I think I think Hulu had updated and put that on the little board. ABC ABC, oh, yeah. ABC hedged their bets. Cause they well there was at least two because um 
wasn't what's her name also up for the award? Taraji P. Henson was up for the award, but that's for, for Empire. Empire. Yeah, but I thought that um, wasn't there another? I, th- I, I can't. No, yeah, I okay. think those are the two I thought, that we I really thought, just. I thought the one from Scandal was also Carrie Washington. I they were never going to give it to Carrie Washington. No, no, no. But it, I, was she? In the... I don't think she was. Okay. A, I don't. Either which way, but I, I, I guarantee you, ABC was like, get these. A week before, it was like, get these bumpers ready, because yeah, have if, it if ready. she wins, yep. we are sending this shit out immediately. Mm-hmm. Have your finger have your finger hover over that send button. <laughs> and, and the award goes to... Send! Send! Yep. Send now! So, Brian, what are the two shows that nobody's watching that you want to talk about? <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nobody was watching it? I'm watching Flash. It. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not watching these. I'm watching the crap out of those <laughs> You're both. Out, Oral. You're we actually watched Flash at Rock Bar right after the Comic Book Bears Flame On live event last week. Mm. Super week. And I'm so mad they took some of my man candy away. Right? Who? My man candy! Who? Robbie Amell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Really? I don't know. He's okay. Isn't he going to be on no. Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no, no. It's um, it's, uh, Gar- it's Victor, Victor Garber. Garber is, but now they've um. Okay, so spoiler alert for the first episode of the Flash. That's assuming he doesn't come back later too. Yeah, that's uh, well, and that's the thing. They left. They did it in such a way that you don't know because Robbie Mel and Victor Garber can't remember their names. Martin Stein and Ronnie. Ronnie. Merged into Firestorm. Mm. And he flies into the singularity. And Victor Garber falls out. <laughs> and that's it. And, and the Flash falls out, too. Well, a, yeah. After a very... everything is done. But he, Victor Garber falls out. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Robbie Mel, not so much. Very so, comic booky. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's dead and they all treat him as he's dead but they're grieving for his loss yeah Yeah. but i mean he'll be over on the x-files so i mean it's whatever oh he's on x-files yeah that's Uh that's why he left oh i didn't know he did x-files yep that's exciting but i love by the way the trailer for that looks really good i'm so excited but they uh but yeah they did it in such a way that if i guess if if anything happens they can Hmm. but they've also announced an african-american firestorm they've oh or yeah I don't remember. Was it announced? Jason. Please fact check me on that Jason. one. I think yes, it, there was the, 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 the new 52 version of okay. Firestorm. Yeah. It's yes. Ronnie and Jason. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I think they're going to make gonna it Stein and Stein, Jason. Then. Because they, they showed the picture of the guy wearing the three like the, the thing that the Ronnie was wearing. The nuclear little yeah, sp- yeah, yeah. splicer thing. Yeah, so they've already kind of covered that, but I guess it's also with having now 
a second world, right. you can play with these ideas and have this stuff happen. And yeah. so the first episode really doesn't get into that as much. It's sort of just wrap up from last season. But you do see at the very end, uh, what's his name? Jay, Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick show yeah. up and kind of like, hey, by the way. Which, which has been the, the main thing of the teasers and the trailers the entire lead up. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. like it was yeah. anything no, no major. But you knew that it was going to happen. Okay. Adam Smasher was the villain, or well, the, the the character they interacted with, and of course he's another one from the uh, Earth. JSA yeah. Earth Two, whatever. So like, there's going to be a lot of that kind of play, and then they show Harrison Wells in sort of a Last Will and Testament, and he basically cops to killing Flash's mom. Yeah, to get his dad out. So that whole thing is sort of resolved, and to get his dad out, which and then his dad's like, "Yeah, I'm out. I'm going to split." You got this. You got. I, you got this. I'm. I'm out. I'm good. You have a family here. I'm. I'm gonna go. It was just kind of like, yeah. What? what? I'm. I'm just filler, and the writers aren't sure what to do with me yet. Pretty much. So um, I don't know. It was okay. Now, oh god. Okay, no, here, go. Go for no, shield. No, 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 tell me. no. Go for shield. That <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Listen. Pat and I enjoy Shield, and other people we know. You have enjoy terrible Shield. taste. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. I will not necessarily argue that. Well. But Shield it's, is but a it's fun Marvel adventure that is not up to the same scale as the movies. It's different than the Netflix shows in that it's not as gritty and sort or of interesting. No, I'm very. I love Mockingbird. I love Pilecki. I love the way she plays Mockingbird. I like the supporting cast. Fitz and Simmons are great. Oh yeah. Uh, I love Coulson. Is uh, uh, Greg? What's his name? Uh, Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg is really funny in a lot of his dialogue. Oh yeah. Really uh, Especially this season, right? They've made Jessica or Sky. They've full on made her Daisy. She goes by Daisy now. Like that's cool. I like seeing the Secret Warriors element. There's now a gay and human that's on the show, or yeah. they're exploring that whole thing. Tasty yeah, Joey. But it, but and the good part about that wasn't the fact that it was it wasn't an announcement, right? No, it was very they, it was very matter casual. of fact. Yeah, in you know Mockingbird kind of trying to throw back like you don't know anything about me. Well, I know that you, you know, you, know, you reschedule your, your doctor's appointments. I know that, yeah, blah, 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 your last boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. And it just yeah. was, it was just thrown in and so seamlessly put in there. And that was not an issue. Like it was I've led a double enough. life before. Wow. I can oh, keep yeah. this a secret. There was a little heavy handedness about that. I'll give you that. that yeah. That wasn't heavy handed though. It smacked of the typical coming out sort of thing. I don't know. Overall, I'm very happy that they kind of did a little poltergeist thing with uh, Simmons. Yeah. Sort of fix that situation, although I'm sure there will be ramifications. I, I don't know that I like what they're doing with the Hydra side. It seems kind of weird that they're keeping that uh, Ward character even around, but I guess he's, they, you know, whatever. They said that, that they said that, um, they said that pretty much those are the main two storylines this season. Like, right. those are going to be, it's going to be a much slower season. Um, That's dangerous though, because sometimes it, it goes way too slow. And yeah, you're like, but I don't. Get on I don't. With it. I don't think so. I mean, I, I was worried they were going to linger too long. Like, with where's May at? Like, what are they going to do with Simmons? How long is it going to take them to figure out where Simmons is? That's and true. and a lot of that stuff's kind of already moved on to phase two in yeah. the second episode. Well, they, the one thing that was good was that they were like, the Simmons stuff will be resolved quickly. Like, they were like, you'll find out what happened, and we'll get through that. Early on, and that took two episodes. Yeah, and whether or not there is fallout from that, whatever. There to, there, to me, there has to be. Otherwise, well, why did you do it? Of course, mm-hmm. of yeah. course. Um, well, because then you've got a her character needed to go through something to change her right. mindset on Inhumans right. and all that piece right. of it. 
But it's like it's not like okay, mid season finale. Now we get Gemma back. Two episodes in, we get her back. We can we can go from there and have whatever fallout needs to happen. Secret Warriors obviously is going to be the long stretch for that. Yeah, the Hydra stuff is going to be big bad. I don't know if it's going to be as it's going to be a slow story, but it's going to be a big story because you can't have two slow stories run through this no. through, through twenty three episodes. And then you get a lot of they tried that in the first play. season. Oh, I know. I don't want to see work. that. Again. And but then I, you get people like Oral who are like, this show sucks. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's got a lot of Whedonisms and it's, you know, sort of co-written. I mean, it's his brother. But, like, I see this as very much if Buffy came out today or if, let's say, Angel. Oh, you shut your no, filthy goddamn mouth. No, I do. It was. There's a lot of similarities in the writing and a lot of this. There is. No. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's not the same era. If, if Angel came out right now, I don't think it would do as well as it, wouldn't, it did. It wouldn't make a full season if it came out right now. Right. That's it's the a, thing. It's is, a sensibilities thing. It's a taste it, thing. Yes, it it's would changed. because it was a good show with solid writing. And good pacing, but but networks uh, networks today are you go back and watch it again. <laughs> ne- networks networks are super eager to cancel shows now. They're super easy, eager to do it now. Not if, the shitty ones, if apparently. If something gives them, if something gives them exactly what the their the fan base wants, and gives them exactly what their producers want, and generates enough revenue, they're like. Well, and it's a Marvel seasons. thing, so they know that when a new Marvel movie comes out, there's probably a spike in viewing because they're like, "How's Just this going to tie into the movie?" Just enough. So, we got to stock up for the winter. <laughs> oh, my, my. And the winter is called Sweep Sweep. <laughs> really? Well, that's why they that's why they bumped up the movies from two a year to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really spread it out. Now the now what I'm interested in is apparently ABC is coming up with a new show. That's filmed in the documentary style, which is about a cleanup crew oh, yeah. that cleans up all of the Marvel crap that happens, right. like Battles and Shield. We tried that before in a series, and it didn't work too well. Like, we don't fix it. Just fix it and, and be done with it. Yeah, we don't I, care. I'm interested to see if that goes anywhere. And it's know? supposed to be it's supposed to be most it's supposed to be mostly a comedy and it's based off of an actual book. Damage yes. Control. Yeah. Damage control. And yeah. nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared. I could see, nobody cared. I could see that working as a um a webisode that follows the like a, an episode of Shield mini series. Like if Carter never came back, I could see that being the next. I, the hell you no. say? I, I couldn't. Back. I couldn't see that sustaining on network. Yeah, I could see a fifteen-minute webisode. Yeah, I can see that, that after you watch Shield, head over to ABC.com slash Agents of Shield. To watch the, the, un- cl- like the cleanup. It'd be, it'd be the untucked. It'd be the untucked. But but yeah, yeah. Do, do it in the comedy style and do it as. As a, a small little bite-sized thing to follow it up for that episode's cleanup where the bus gets fucked up. I don't know, you see them with a the fucking big old broom and let's, <laughs> oh God, we gotta, we gotta glue this back together. Like, I could see that. I could not see it, it last on that work. Something, something like that, it, it really just completely depends on how it's written. Even uh, if it's a webisode series. It could, oh, yeah. There's a lot, sure. there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of. There's a lot of areas for misfire on something like that. Oh, so of course, I, of if it gets made... I'd be interested to watch it. If it doesn't, then I'm like, well, p- clearly the pilot wasn't up to snuff. Yeah. So I'm going in this with no expectations because I'm not going into it at all. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 good. I'm I'm excited for Carter to come back. I'm excited to see uh-huh. the new Jessica Jones series. That little thing they put out with with David AKA Tennant's voice in it. Jessica Jones. Woo, that yep. was really good. Uh, any other television? Because we've gone. Aka. Well, um, and just to, to go back to this, we'll we'll talk about New York Comic Con. Um, in a minute, but I figure this is probably good for the TV part of our uh, our day. Uh, so WB had their panel at New York Comic Con. 
and released the sizzle reels for sizzle sizzle sizzler i felt like brick from them from the middle the sizzle reel sizzle reel um for arrow and the flash so it's like a almost two minute uh thing that has some more footage i only watched the arrow one because or, i'm sorry not the arrow one. i only watched the flash one because i don't watch arrow so for me a sizzle reel for arrow doesn't do much um, but they talk a lot more about why Adam Smasher, like when he said he's from Earth 2, why he's there, mm-hmm. because apparently Zoom is going to be taking pe- uh, metahumans from Earth 2 and bringing them over to Earth 1 I kind of figured, and sending them out yeah. to the Flash in order for them to be able to be sent home. So he's taking them, dropping them oh, into Earth 1, okay. and saying, and it's, in the, and it's in the sizzle reel, I don't know what metahuman it is, but he says to the guy, you want to go home? And you have to kill the Flash. And oh, you, see, you see Zoom, you hear Zoom, why. you do all okay. that. Okay. So he's taking them, and then, so that, that portal, and that's going to be that big thing, and that's why Jay Garrick is gotcha. trying to do it, because he goes into the whole thing about, you know, on my world, they called me the Flash, and I you know encountered Zoom, who wants to be the only speedster. And then you get a better look at Zoom, because oh, up until now, you haven't really seen Zoom. He's the blue Flash. Yeah, because yeah, you can see you can see his emblem on his chest. You can't really make out his face. He looks more like a demon. Yeah, it's very like zombie-ish almost. Yeah, in the in the in the comics, he's the way he's kind of portrayed is he's he you see eyes and you see teeth and that's about it. And yeah, it's, but it's but it's yeah it's very yeah. in the in the sizzle reel. It's it's that vibration thing, but it looks more demon than yeah. human. Yeah, um, but you clearly make out. The Flash emblem on his chest in this. So, I mean, it's interesting that he's blue because in the comics, blue Flash is future Barry Allen come back to mess with time because some bad things happened. Yeah. So the question is, they do, and but Zoom is a different character. Yeah, completely. Zoom yeah. is uh, not Eobard, but the other guy, uh, Doctor Thawne, or I don't know. It's been a while, and my Flash history is rough. So I, I looked. Listeners, him up. don't yell at me for forgetting. But he's, he's a different character. He, yeah. But he's an Allen. That was raised by the Thawns. Is that what it was? Yes, because oh, I watched I watched the YouTube video about this. Yeah, he is a relative of Barry's that was abandoned or left or orphaned or whatever the the case is. Raised by the Thawns, so he has a Thawn name. Right. Okay. But he is an Allen. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, it's interesting that he's uh, blue, which is a, sort of an interesting. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, it's it'll, a mystery. It'll, it'll be an amalgamation, I feel, of probably those two kind of characters into one. And uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited about Flash. Uh, let's move on because we've beaten the television horse. <laughs> this is basically our television episode. Uh, we will talk a little bit about video games, just because we bought the new Lego Dimensions. <sighs> Uh, the money pit the money pit save yourself it's the best money pit ever though I I am so close to getting it it was a rash decision on my part we're (laughs) sitting at Pat's parents house in Long Island and I'm just like well I forgot even why it came up we went oh no I did not come up we were at the mall and I made That's a comment right. about the That's fact right. that it had come out. Yes. And we were at the, we went by GameStop and we were at the, the Lego, Lego store, store and you saw this stuff and you're like, oh, okay. And then we got back to the house and you were later that night or on the day after you were like, what time does Target close? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're up until 11? Let's go. Let's go. 
So yeah, we got it for the Wii U, and I, I was debating whether to get it for like a new console and buy a new console, but I didn't. I said, no, we got a Wii U, and the nice thing is his uh, his nephew has a Wii U. We're staying in his room, so we can just play it right in. To think. The thing is this. I really think that what they've done is a great combination of those type of games. You know, Infinity, uh, Marvel, it's not the Marvel, Marvel's Infinity. Or Skylanders. Di- Skylanders. Di- Skylanders right. and Disney's Infinity. It's very cool, but what they've done, it's a twist, is it's got the Lego thing where you're building stuff. So you get little figures you pop the little guy on their little portal thing and that gives you the figure uh, to play in the game just like anything else but then you've got a little other set of bricks that you use in the game to build certain items so it says oh well for this thing you're going to need the car and it pops up the on-screen instructions for you to build that version of the batmobile Uh. but later on in the game if you need a different version of the batmobile guess what you take it apart you rebuild it you rebuild it or you save it there's like a little nfc Chip. Every vehicle has three incarnations in the game. So, A, you got the whole collectible thing. B, you've got the building Lego thing, which, again, is like my catnip. And then you've got all these crazy universes colliding. And they've got, you know, the, the Batman DC universe. They've got the, the Lego universe, you know, the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Doctor Simpsons. Who. Doctor Who, which is coming out. Portal. Um, Jurassic World. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Back to the Future. Like... It's like, and they can keep adding on if they do more licensed properties. Everything that Disney doesn't own. Right. And including the Marvel stuff, which is the only thing that would be really cool is if you could bring Marvel stuff, but obviously it's probably not going to happen. But this is a fun game. It's buggy as hell. The first time we went through, let's see, about, I don't know, the first 30 minutes of content, the very intro stuff, Mm. a lot of cut scenes, a lot of things you can't skip. You get to it, and I had already built the portal, I think. So I had it sitting. You actually build the portals part of the game. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And then and your characters are building stuff, and then it's like, all right, build the portal. So I had it already built because I did this last, the previous night I didn't save. And I wanted him, I wanted Pat to see it. So I built it again, or did it again. It, I guess because it was already on the thing, it didn't prompt you. It got into a weird state and just locked. Uh, like, you didn't lock up the game. You just couldn't do anything. It just yeah, stopped. There was, it, there was no option to do anything else. The portal wasn't there. It was nothing. So then you build it. So you, we restart. You do the same thing. You can't skip the videos. You build it again. You, you take it off the thing. You put it back on. And it's fine. But the camera in these games is always hell. Hell. It's, you, you, you can move the camera with the stick. But it's, it gets caught behind like trees. And you, you just there's a lot of little issues like that. And jumping around. You can't quite see where you're jumping or where you're supposed to go. Mm. So there's a lot of that issues. And if you've played any of these Lego games, you know what I'm talking about. Same thing. Uh, but it yeah, is, you keep coming back. It is fun though. <laughs> they're enjoyable. They are really enjoyable. They're cute. <laughs> the voice acting is not the actual movie people, but it's close enough. And the fact that you're mixing, you have a scene with Batman from the Lego Movie versus the DC Batman, and they're fighting over something. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like it's really got a good sense of humor. The I, one, I love one it. falls on the other, and he goes, "Get off my back, man!" He goes, "I'm Batman. I didn't say Batman. Never mind. It's 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 fun. It's cute. Well, and I saw that they they plan on releasing every single one of the doctors for well, the game. Well, see, now that's what I'm interested in because I don't know if they're going to actually release figurines for them or it's just going to be once you buy the set because it's a level kit. It's got like the doctor and and how much the are these level kits? The the thirty thirty dollars for the little levels. Oh yeah. Now for the individual characters, like so you want to play Wonder Woman, yeah. that's fifteen. Ex- oh wait, oh, what? No, this is a cash cow. This is yeah. they're more expensive the, the, the than single character. And... The single character with the vehicle is fifteen. Um, there are three packs where it's 
a character and two accessories a vehicle and like a gun or like those or, or two characters and a thing but it's not a world an extra world those were 25 and then you have your ones that have a bonus level like the simpsons portal so what you told me just now is you bought a freemium game yes that you had to pay for Freemium a hundred dollars <laughs> that that thing is a hundred bucks oh yeah Oh, fuck that noise. <laughs> fuck all that I, shit. I, listen, I'm not saying this is cheap. In fact, I am warning you, if you don't have a lot of money, don't even start this crazy thing. Oh, no. However, no. if you are a Lego nut or you love Doctor Who or all of the above, you are going to be buying this and you're going to be playing it with your kids or yourself. When you come by, dog, when you drive by our house and you see a yard sale, because <laughs> we can't afford to pay our bills, but we keep the television and the Wii U and our Legos, that costs you'll know more why. than afternoon tea at the Ritz. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no. The I mean, I, I do Lego. Oh yeah. Is that no? I would do. I would pay for Legos over a nice meal anywhere. I mean, that's just kind of how I've always been. But, um, you know looking me. at you, I don't think you've done that very often. <laughs> Are you saying, sir? I caught you that and dumb. <laughs> paying $100 for a game that you have to continue to pay 30 to $15. Oh, no. To unlock parts of the game that's already there. I know. I know. I get it. See, anyway. he should just do what I do and just convince my friends that have the same system I do to get it. And then I can be like, oh, you're going out of town for a month? Let me borrow that game. Yeah. That's how that works. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't blame know. you. So I think that's the, it. Was oh, I went to the Nintendo store in, in New York, and we bought some like Nintendo tchotchkes. But they did have at the Best Buy, not at the Nintendo store, not Nintendo World, at the Best Buy in Long Island. Uh, they had was it Levittown? That was where we, yes. Uh, they had all these obscure amiibos that we had not seen in a while. They got a, basically a delivery of like five of the exclusives to other stores that are not exclusives anymore because I guess it's a second print. Um, and they had just happened to get a delivery of Dark Pit, Shulk, Marth, Greninja, uh, Lucario, or Lucario. 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 Um, I think that was the five of them. Yeah. I mean, and, and then they had like, uh, what's his name? The little astronaut guy. Um, oh. Um, with the little. Um, uh, Pikmin. Pikmin, Alf- yeah. Alfred? Albert? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't that I was thought the- his name was Pikmin. Olimar. Olimar. I don't it think it was Ol- Ol- no Olimar's the the original one. Oh, that wasn't. But it, no, because the newest wave had alternate guy, the oh, second okay. guy from Pikmin three. Oh. Okay, on yeah. I want to say it's like Albert, but that guy, that guy. So anyway, they have a bunch of these now. If you miss those initial ones, and you really and they don't, you go on eBay and they're not any more expensive now. They 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 have well, prices. They're a- still a little bit like the guy said that. One of them had gone at like twenty five, okay, which is still more, which true, is still true. double what the price is. But if but you, you're not paying fifty seventy five right. hundred. If you really want a yeah. dark pit and you couldn't get one when it came out, now is your chance. Go to Best Buy. Probably a lot of the stores now have them, or go on eBay or whatever or Amazon. But um, what uh, that's it for the games, right? That's yeah, that's on. about. I'm playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Ace Combat Four, Electros, uh, no Shattered Sky, are those all and Bounty Hunter. And <laughs> no, and you haven't read Age of Twisted, Apocalypse yet. And Twisted Metal Black. I I oh. I've been going through buying old like PlayStation Two games that I've just loved or really never got a chance to play. So that's good. So yeah, on it's, the cheap. Instead no, of getting Age yeah, of yeah. Apocalypse. Yep. So that's it for games. Also, apparently, the <laughs> beta for uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, is amazing and. I can't wait to buy a PS4 so I can play it along I, with No Man's Sky. Countdown to No Man's Sky. 
Oh, when is that coming out? Nobody knows. I love watching <laughs> the videos of people playing Battlefront's beta where like Luke Skywalker in like an iconic scene of on Hoth gets like instantly crushed by a walker. You know, and they 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 play up this epic, you know, soundtrack for to that movie and just it just yeah, it ends badly. So there's <laughs> there's a whole bunch of those out online. You guys check them out. Um, I will mention one more thing. Does anybody else play Fallout uh, Vault on their phones? No, I do not. It My is, friend does. It is like Tiny Death Star, but not as like ridiculously cute. It's not like that eight bit style. It's really actually well done, and it's basically you managing resources for a vault in the Fallout oh, world. Okay. And it is a lot of fun, and it is a free game. Though there are chances for you to buy things, like you buy these little lunch boxes, and you create like a basically. And uh, but I you can't don't have wait to. for them. To backtrack a little, I can't wait for them to make you pay $30 for every skin of the TARDIS and Lego. I just can't I'm wait. Not doing like, that. I'm you, not doing you're that. a lying sack of shit. You're a lying sack of shit, I and buy, I can't wait to see you do fiscally it. implode. I will buy the TARDIS doctor set. I will buy the actual TARDIS doctor set that comes out in December, or it will be a birthday gift. More likely the case. Don't look my way. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, that is my birthday month. But no, I I I do not buy a lot of in-game items. But this 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 Lego thing is kind of like the ultimate cheat because it's not an in-game item. It's a DLC that you got go to the store and buy, and it's a physical thing. And it's Legos. There you go. All right. So we're going to talk about New York Comic Con, and then I think what we're going to do is actually save all the comic. There's a lot of comic book stuff going on, but I will admit I am behind. You're I mean, I we just picked I'm up our books behind. this past week because we were in New York. Plus, I have a bunch on my my uh, the the codes, and I haven't even read those. I, I it's like having a like a pile, like you know, you know, two feet tall on my bedside. That's where I'm at right now. I'm just, it's overwhelmed by comics, which so, is great. So I think we should do another uh, microset about comic books. Hopefully, not ending on you know political. Oh Jesus! Yeah. We'll try not to get human into right, a, you know, uh, privilege discussion tir- tirades at the end of it. Although a fascinating listen, if you go back to our last comics microsode, yeah, it was really. I think it's interesting, and we have had good reaction to it too. So that that's good. But uh, so Pat and I went to New York Comic Con. Uh, we were there for one day. Didn't bring Whoa. me a bagel. Didn't bring me a slice of cheesecake. Didn't bring me nothing. I will tell you what I told Tim, one of the managers I deal with at Parliament House. When he looked at me last night and said, oh, welcome back. Where's my, where's my egg sandwich? And I said to him, if, I, if one had been purchased for you, that shit would have been eaten. <laughs> so therefore, no. You never I, ask for perishables. I mean, I have apples. Would you like some apples? <laughs> you bought those apples from the Winn-Dixie. No. No, no actually. we went to the Jericho Cider Mill. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's cute. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's basically a store. It was it was a shack on yeah, the side of the road. It's not now. like anything fancy. But yeah, apple cider, <laughs> apple crumble pie, apples. It was fun. All right, so New York Comic Con. Let me just talk a little bit about First of all, Super Week. If you don't know what Super Week is, it's the week leading up to Comic Con. During that week, all over New York, there's geeky events. Uh, we were this, part of... This is the second year it's been done. So yes. if you haven't heard of it, don't well, feel too bad. No. This is only the second year that they did Super Week. But also, if uh-huh. you're outside of New York... Unless you're just there like we were for another thing, you're not going to necessarily go to New York for this. So it's mainly for locals or people who come in early for the show. But we I, we were part of two events. Uh, of course, I mentioned the Flame On uh, Comic Book Bears things. The second time they've done the Comic Book Bears one that they brought uh, us on. 
Uh, and, you know, it was fun. We interviewed Derek Marks, who did the 120 Minutes Indie Comic Zine. I've talked about him before on the show. Um, when we went to Heroes, I met him. Uh, that was fun. We had Chris Cummins from Sci-Fi Explosion. He did a interesting presentation about Marvel. No, I'm sorry, Marvel. Mar- Archie Comics and all of the inappropriate and uh, ridiculous elements of it. Did you find out when uh, Sabrina 5 is coming out? No, he wasn't. Then you did nothing. He was not from <laughs> Archie. He was a independent. Did like, you guy. say hello to Dan Parent? Yes. Did you ask him when Sabrina Five is coming out? <laughs> Dan does not know these things. D- d- you're a liar, and you you did nothing. I didn't ask him that. But what I will say is, if you guys want Kevin Keller, I'm jumping around. Please ask Archie. Kevin Keller right now is in limbo. Not that it's not going to happen, but Archie is sort of dragging their heels, or there's some things. Dan was very clear about wanting because he's started it. He and he, he wrote and penciled, and then Jay Bone is, I think, the uh, inker. And they've announced it as part of the Kickstarter thing that fell through. Um, but they just haven't put it on the schedule. And, you know, we want more Kevin Keller. I mean, he's the gay Archie character. Let, let's, let's keep him out there in the, in the universe. And he's in the Archie comic. What do you comic. think Jughead is for? He's, well, <laughs> oh, we talked to Erica Henderson about that. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten she was the penciler on it. So oh, I was like, what else time. are you doing besides Squirrel Girl? And she's like... Jughead, and I'm like, oh yeah. But Chip Zdarsky and uh, Erica Henderson both are doing that. Erica did show us a very nicely rendered uh, male in. Well, I forgot what character. Wasn't he a wrestler? No. Oh, who was it? Adam X. Oh, oh <laughs> Adam X. Oh, oh. The Triple Extreme, as she uh, dubbed it on uh, on the sketch that she did. But it, it was it was really funny and and kind of kind of well done. Doubling back to yeah. Kevin Keller, get on social media. If mm-hmm. you are a fan of Kevin Keller in the Archie Archieverse, get on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, tweet, post ad, post on their wall, send a message to Archie Comics directly. We want Kevin. And let them know. I mean, hashtag it, you know, give us Kevin or something. Like, come up with a cute little hashtag. I ain't doing shit that. until I get more Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> Give you us had, Kevin. You had an issue like five months five. ago, right? <laughs> so, uh, although he was there too, uh, uh, Akasha, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Bill from Comic Bears talked to him. I don't know if he asked him that question. I I didn't see him. Anyway. Akasha from the first season of RuPaul's no. Drag Race. I, I chose to pay him no attention. <laughs> <laughs> speaking side note, speaking of things that I pay no attention to. Oh geez. So uh, <laughs> behind the scenes. Jordan Sparks was at Parliament House because this week that we're recording was Gay Pride in Orlando. Right. And my friend's like, oh, I'm going to be out so I can see Jordan Sparks. I'm like, I already like one Jordan Sparks song. And he goes like, is it this song? I'm like, no. Is it this song? I'm like, no. Is it No Air? I'm like, no. It's that happiness song. You know, you know, hurry, 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 come quick, quick, quick. And then I looked, I'm like, oh, snap. It's that's that's Alexis, Alexis Jordan. Alexis Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's Alexis Jordan. That's not Jordan Sparks. You guys. Oh, as soon as he said happiness, I, yeah. I was like, oh, Alexis Jordan. And then I realized I don't give a fuck about Jordan Sparks. And I wasn't paying $20 to see him. Oh, it was only 15 first off. I, still 15 too many. She was fantastic. Sounded amazing. Super sweet. Yeah, of course, because she ain't doing nothing. And she just dropped another album. She's two, on the gay chitlin circuit. Ago. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so. <laughs> just pride, going from pride to pride like salt and pepper. 
Uh, <laughs> Taylor Day, just pride to pride. <laughs> Trying to make ends meet, stay one step ahead of her bill collectors. Listen, and oh. Deborah Cox, all right, if you Deborah want to put somebody and on there, that's Cox. Oh, Maya. Oh. <laughs> so, who but else it was, did it's we been see? my favorite selfie. Like, it was probably the best selfie good. I've taken yeah. uh, with any of the recording artists. It's very nice. Yes. So it's up on our. Well, it's not up on our. Not, on, not on the place. You go to the Bears place. in the city, though. You'll see it. So back to Pat going Comic-Con. back home and Brian going to the big city. Well, the bumpkin that he is. I, <laughs> I don't get up to the New York very often, and I do enjoy the, it. the New, New York. York. I mean, it is the New York. No, but it, we had a good time. No, we, it is the city. The, ci- the, the Big city. Apple. That's what you're thinking of. Nobody oh, calls it the Big Apple. Everyone just calls it the city. It's the, yeah, city. It's the city. No matter where you live, somebody says the city. You know they're talking about New York. Because we were in Long Island for most of the trip, but then we would go into the city. We went to Brooklyn for the Doctor Who event. Uh, we went to Rock Bar is, uh, what, the meatpacking district, I guess? No, that's in Greenwich. Uh, that's in the village. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's in the village. We did the High Line uh, for touristy things, and in in that was in Chelsea, right? Yes. And then the meatpacking or whatever. Um, but but the con itself. You just, you just want meatpacking involved in there somewhere. Well, I, we walked through the meatpacking. I remember that. Um, meatpacking district. Oh, sorry. Stop saying meatpacking. Just, just the meatpacking. So, <laughs> the meatpacking. This show on Thursday, and again, we were just there for the one day, was ridiculously busy. And last year it was busy, but it was like, okay, it's a Thursday for a show. Usually it's the lightest day. Based on just that Thursday, I'm like, I, I can't even imagine the rest of the day. Is it just more of that insanity? Um, if you've never been to the Javits Center, it's a beautiful convention space. They take over the whole damn place. Uh, you know, the main floor is huge and overwhelming with all the different, you know, Marvel, you know, Lego, a uh, bunch of smaller things, but like Square Enix, you know, big video game publishers, Japanese uh, toy makers, comic books. Uh, our friends from Geeks Out were there with a the booth again. Our friends. Uh, Happy belated birthday, Jono. Uh, yes. Well, we'll he looks so we did dapper. see Jono and. Jono is doing very well, and we're hoping he can uh, come pay us a visit sometime, uh, at least on the show. We got um, to go to his birthday celebration. We did. It was Woo! really nice, although then we missed Ben de la Creme, which we didn't realize <laughs> was at the same time. Uh, but no. Um, You've uh, seen Ben de la Creme like eight times. I want to see our show Cosmos. You root through her garbage. <laughs> <laughs> did? Oh, no, we just really watched her pee in a bush. It's fine. Oh, that was right. It's yeah. a different story. That's, that's, so, um, Family trips. Northwest Press. That was outside of the Parliament House of- 5 a.m. Slash Prism, right? Because that's their nonprofit arm that you know promotes gay comics. They were there and uh, run by Dave Abersoll, who we just interviewed recently about Dash. Uh, got to see him, albeit a little briefly. Got to meet some other writers and uh, uh, see some other comics from Northwest, including one that uh, I, uh, DJ and Oral have both. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, B- BJ. I'll call you DJ. It's fine. Don't even know my name. Okay. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, but, like, this is called Al-Qaeda's Super Secret Weapon. It's by David Zellman. I feel like it's about to be an audiobook. And, <laughs> this one is And called. I'm going to start reading. No, seriously, though, if you have... So, Northwest is a press, a comics publisher, uh, indie publisher out of, uh, I think it's there out of Seattle. We, we've interviewed Zan Christensen, you know, guy who runs the thing, what, two years ago, a while back? I'm glad we got these readers and review copies now because I could just hear them dried up. <laughs> I don't know where they are. I don't know what they do. I don't no. even remember what they're actually called. 
They're gay people who put out gay shit. <laughs> That's all you need to know, though. No, so let me tell you, your comics retailer does not carry these, and that is a shame because that is they're awesome. And if you're and if they do, God bless them. Keep keep doing it because you are missing out on some amazing. Ridiculous in this case. Um, we've talked about a couple other books like Complete Waste of Time by Rick Worley. Um, Pride. Uh, I can't think of the author. Um, uh, there was the uh, Bull Riley. We're, anyway, we're going to talk more about these in the coming months. We've got some review copies we want to do. But please go check out Kate's Super Secret Weapon. It is the most irreverent story about basically what if Al-Qaeda decided to infiltrate America's armies or military forces by having gay sleeper cell agents disrupt the unity of their uh, of the of the units of the uh, troop military cohesion of the, the troop cohesion and done in a cartoony style that is very like not photo reference but like you know there's you know, John McCain's in it and some other things but it's really like funny and cute and erotic and very there's I mean it, it's not a, I mean I wouldn't call it necessarily straight up like porn comic. But there's some sexual content that is definitely adult, including this lovely two-page spread of men in different positions. Emphasis but, on spread. Yes. But no, it's very funny. Very funny book. Uh, did you guys, what did you think? You oh, I thought it was hilarious. I, yeah, I, it, was, it was a blast. Weaponizing the, it, da, the gays. Da, 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 da. <laughs> You'll see it if you see the cover. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I just think this is the kind of content that we don't see enough in comics. Not the smutty part, but whatever. Like, just funny, irreverent satire with you know uh, sort of a, a gay perspective in this case um you know indie publisher that again you should ask your they're in diamond you can ask your retailer to look up northwest press and look up the catalog and go online and get stuff right off their website you can cool. get them through comiXology and there's other electronic uh, medium but check these guys out if they come to a convention near you they're getting out there getting more attention and they're doing some really good work, so uh, we're we're glad to keep supporting them uh, in their craziness and in their endeavors. So, uh, other than that, we saw Ryan Brown. That was great. He's just funded his Blast Furnace uh, Kickstarter. He had a lovely a variant cover. Well, not a variant cover. It's a sketch cover of sorts. So he has like a lot of stuff printed, but then he'll sketch in something for you. It's based on God Hates Astronauts, but anagrams. I think that he's come up with. Uh, well, it's it's the first issue of God Hates Astronauts, right. but rewritten to tell a different and uh, I'm trying to remember his wording here. It's a different and absurd story. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like he almost did like Marvel style, like where it's the already first issue wasn't. <laughs> but the first issue makes some sense. This the makes hell it did next to no sense. <laughs> like it's Marvel style, so he already had the art, so he goes in and he basically lettered it. Oh, okay. So, but changed everything. It's really funny. And, um, and the the sketch cover, it's the the central character on the cover has no head. So he, when you go and purchase one from him, he will do a random quick sketch of something yeah. in the head spot. It's we really got a bear, fun. of course. That says "rar." He may know a few things. <laughs> um, we saw Janet Lee, who did the Dapper Men. Um, she's still working on the next iteration of that. She's also got some really cool news, and I don't know when they're announcing it, so I won't say anything. But she's got some potential projects lining up that are really neat. And her, uh, you know, all her stuff. She had pages there from. Uh, she did like Once Upon a Time. They did like an anthology from the show, oh, TV huh. show. Her pages were like beautifully drawn, like pencil, fully colored by her. 
They were like 160 bucks. I was like, come on, Janet, you're giving this stuff away. It's like beautiful original art. Um, and she had that at the show. And she had a lot of it. So check her out at any show you go to that she's at. Um, we talked to Dennis Hopeless. Saw Hopeless, who's uh, enjoying his two children. This was the last out-of-state convention he was going to. So he's going to be home with the kids and writing his uh, two new books now that his Secret Wars titles are, are coming to a close. So he's doing Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman and All-New X-Men. And All-New X-Men. And um, it's ID was the the other girl. Remember we were talking about All New in the Volkswagen? Yeah. Yeah, it's not Kitty in there. It's Idy. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, and Kitty is actually in Guardian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good, yeah, well, for, for our listening audience, Earl and I had a whole conversation about Kitty being Star-Lord, but not being in All New, and he thought she was, because there was a secondary female that wasn't part of the team, because mm-hmm. Jean Grey's not there. That wasn't Laura, and he thought it was Kitty, but no, it's Yeah, like, it's and they, they made it seem, they're like, it's not Kitty. I'm like, obviously that looks like Kitty, so yeah. either you're bringing somebody in, or you moved to here. Yeah. You're a lying sacks of shit. Yes. It was Kitty all along. Of course, of um, course. We also saw our friend Danny Haas, who was there, um, and, you know, doing some great art and some uh, neat pieces, especially if you like the new Star Wars stuff. His BB-8 is really cute. I think we talked about that when we did for comic mm-hmm. Day. Yeah, he had had that printout then, um, but he his his stuff is blown up after his um, work with Stephen Amell after the Arrow um, Stardust WWE whole like SummerSlam thing. Uh, so he's getting a lot of a lot of attention, a lot of focus from other places, but still local to Orlando. Mm-hmm. So check out his uh, Etsy store, and he's put some new prints up and um, support local artists because yeah. they do good work. Um, who else did we talk to? We saw Jamie Faye and yep. Rich Bernatovich. He, doing... he had to teach me how to say his name. Uh, who are with Drumfish Productions. And they had uh, some, I think, a new issue or a new anthology of their book, Sentinels, that came out. They were split at two different tables this time around. It's so weird. For like the three years I've known them, they've always been at a table together. So it was very bizarre to see them in different spots. Uh, but they're New York, uh, New York guys. We saw. I talked to James Tinian about Tinian. Uh, Mimetic, which is his interesting apocalyptic story about what if uh, an image caused basically everybody to lose their minds and caused the end of the world. And it's an image of a sloth with like a I don't know. He's like making give, a give him a thumbs up. I think. Yeah, a thumbs up. Something oh God, we'd all yeah, be dead. It's, it's it's a really interesting book, and I I had only heard of it through him and like thinking passing. But I started reading it on the drive down, and it's it's really good. Like, I mean, it's it's the characterization of these kids that are sort of in college, and like, there's a gay uh, main character in it, and it, it's it's dealing with sort of growing up, but it's also dealing it from this apocalyptic lens and the idea that an image can be the end of the world. Anyway, that, it's interesting. I'm really curious. He's got another one called I think Cognetic. That's like the the follow up. Same uh, him and uh, same author or same. Uh, uh, penciler. Plus, he's doing the Batman and Robin Eternal that just started, mm-hmm. which I have not read. It, it was good. We also saw Kevin Wada. Yes, Kevin was so sweet. I didn't realize he's not doing the covers to Scarlet Witch. No, they swapped him out with somebody else. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I'm really upset about that. I mean, he was sort of upset too, in a sense that I mean, it's it's it, it's he probably got paid for the work, but it's just you know he's he does such good stuff like his. His prints are amazing. His fashion forward sensibilities, like his character design, like they're keeping the character design he did. Of course they are. Uh, which is good. But no, I, I really love Kevin and he did such a great Chantel that 
you know, obviously we're, we're really happy that he uh, is still doing good work. Um, but uh, Tenian, so he, James Tenian, Chris Anka, Steve Orlando, who's doing the Midnighter book, uh, and, oh God, Babs Tar, they're all part of the Times Out uh, LGBT creators panel on Friday, or on Thursday, hmm. uh, run by our friends Jamie Faye and uh, Jude, and I'm not going to pronounce her name right, Beer, Beer, Beersdorf, or it's like a German thing. Sorry, Jude. I'm sorry. Um, but they did a great job. Uh, J- Jamie organized the panel, and then Jude ran it, and they did a great job. It's a great LGBT-focused call, uh, panel on Thursday, and then Friday they did a culture panel. So it's like a bunch of different gay, you know, cultural figures and, and oh. discussing the kind of a culture and what it means to be, you know, gay in that culture. Anyway, it was it, we didn't get to go to that one, obviously, but I heard it was good. So I'm really happy that they're doing good stuff. And um, I think there was one more person we talked to, but that was that's those are the highlights. I mean, I, if I left off anybody, let me apologize because you know it's a frantic mess. Oh, Grumpy Cat, we did try to see Grumpy Cat. Seriously, like doing a signing for her or for her new dynamite book, and by signing I mean you know sitting oh, there. paw print, paw print, yeah. She but throws the, up in your the shoes. line and the crowd was so ridiculous that all we really could do is stand there and try ridiculous to because people were in line for Grumpy Cat. Yes, <laughs> yeah, but also ridiculous because there were a lot of them. It was kind of a mess, but. We were a part of it, you and I make me. <laughs> I wanted to see the cat, and I got a good, I got a couple good pictures, so I was very happy that I got you know to see Tartar Sauce in person because she's cute. I like her. I may have done, I may have recorded the movie she did for Christmas. The I Christmas watched, special. I did oh, watch I, about five minutes of it, and I turned it off. Oh, I watched it. I loved it. I watched the whole damn thing. So ridiculous. Um, what else? And Eliza Dushku was there. Yes. I was waiting for you to say oh that. My God. Oh, my God. We were walking back from Artist Alley, and um, Nerdist had a stage uh, in the, the big open lobby area of the Javits Center. And we were heading back to the, the show floor, and we walked by, and they actually had a listing of, like, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, or whatever, like, the time set up. And we were walking by, and I could see – I could make out Eliza – at four o'clock, and he was like, um, uh, he was like, does it say Dushku? And I'm like, no, it doesn't say it. Oh, no, it does. <laughs> and then it was Ivana Milicevic, uh from Banshee. Mm-hmm. So they were doing so. So they were doing the two of them were set for four o'clock, and I take out my phone and look at it, it's three fifty-seven, and we were right by the barricade at the like the outside of the stage. I'm like, we are standing here, we are waiting. So we we were there for like. Five or ten minutes of the interview. It, it wasn't anything major that we could do, but she was there. And then I'm a phone out. I'm like zooming she in, taking very pictures. Regal. She was, yeah, she's gorgeous in person. Oh my god, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and then I, I took out my camera so I could do some some up close like stalker shots while she was because like yeah, we're off the side, you know. <laughs> but and then of course I did my my gratuitous like. Uh, my selfie with Eliza Dushku and it's, it's me in front of the camera and then her sitting in the chair far back. So it's, not... it's from a distance so it looks like she's just small and sitting on your shoulder. Like <laughs> That would have been amazing actually. You know, she was she was my uh, my sinfully delicious cocoa devil that day. It was fine. Lord. <laughs> so, I mean, New York's great show. Honestly though, if you're going to go get tickets early, they sell out way in advance and try to not only go to the show but build in time to go around the city for Super Week if you can. 
or just to go to some of the after parties and things. I know that's some stuff I saw people posting about that looked really cool. I, uh, some of my friends went to the Walking Dead live premiere uh, at some giant venue. I forgot where. And so that looked really cool if you're a big Walking Dead fan. Obviously, if you're there Friday and Saturday, there's a lot of celebrities doing panels and doing signings. So you can go see those people. And these aren't like your typical, like the people who go to cons all the time. When you go to have New York and L.A., you get a lot of the people who are doing like the big Marvel projects, or the big DC or other media projects. So, I mean, you're going to see people who you don't normally see at shows. Cool. Um, unfortunately, though, again, we saw only a couple of them, but that's uh, that's all right, because I honestly learned after that experience that I don't need to do another con for at least uh, a few months. <laughs> and there aren't really any that I'm going to do. BentCon got canceled this year. That oh. was the only other one I was thinking about doing. Um so, you know, next year it'll ramp up again, but uh, our local show, Megacon, got moved to Memorial Day, so we don't have to... Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. It's a four-day cool. show now. Oh. And, yeah. and then you have your, their band show in November. Right. The, mini, mini, mini Megacon. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and, of course, Hurricane Who, which is coming up at the end of October, uh, which uh, Yanto is going to be at, the guy who plays Yanto. Garrett, oh, he's been, he's been there. He's been there like He's there every he, year. No, he really... He and Jared, Jared's the main promoter behind the show... They they have a good relationship now, and, and he's glad to come to Orlando, obviously. Yeah. But he's really super sweet. Everybody loves him there. Um, and then um, oh, there's one more person uh, who they're getting who is – oh, Reese they're, is coming. Oh, listen. You trapped me with that bullshit last year. He Reese will be there, <laughs> and then canceled. he canceled. Well, I don't know if he's canceled this year yet, but I anticipate we're going to go. And if you're a big fan of Torchwood – He's the one guy of the Torchwood group. Well, it's probably a couple, but has not been yet, and they canceled one year. So go well, check out. Because he canceled Reese. last. Year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but they I'm... they also just announced that the guy that played Darth Vader at the end of episode three, episode three, um, Man, and is now on Empire, will be their big special guest for this year, and that must have just been announced hmm. yesterday or today. Yeah, it, when when you sponsor when you do a sponsored ad on. Uh, on Facebook, it doesn't give you dates anymore. Like, it doesn't tell you the dates. But I, I, we were talking about it Thursday because right. they hadn't announced it. So sometime over this this weekend of when we're recording this, um, they announced him as their big special guest for uh, for this year. And Hurricane Who is the local Orlando Doctor Who show uh, that again our, our mutual friend I found out Jared uh, actually organizes. And they're, they're, it's a great little small. It's it's small. It's very it's cute. A Doctor Who show. I mean, of course, it's not going to be giant. But it's also affordable. It's you know, it's a three day show. You can go for one day and have a good time. So yep. So go check it out. Hurricane two, Hurricane Who on Facebook, and uh, Mini Mega or just look up Me- MegaCon Fan Days is the name of the uh, the November show. We're calling it Mini Mega. Paul McGann will be at among other uh, celebrities. Uh, the no- hmm. eighth Doctor. I keep saying ninth Doctor. I know. Don't say ninth. You got I my, know. It's it, not Eccleston. My, my heart. I got all Twitter painted when you said the ninth Doctor, and I was like, Oh my God, Eccleston! You know, not the no. Womp So uh, that's all we think we have. Again, we're going to dig into more comic books uh, when we get all caught up and everything. But if you would like to find us more on social media and interact with us, we always love hearing from you guys. And if you want Oral to finish Age of Apocalypse you because you enjoyed <laughs> it, please tweet at him. Yep. Or tweet- make make up a fun hashtag. Your assignment, listening audience, is to make up fun hashtags and tag at Flame on Podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> tweet at Archie about Kevin Keller. Tweet at Oral about reading Age of Apocalypse. I'm just saying. You harass me about loving Doctor Who too much. Like, I don't care. I just want to see and hear from you guys because I know a lot of you listen. And we see the numbers. We know there's listeners, but we don't always get that much interaction from you know more than a handful of people. So we want to know you're, listen- you're out there. 
just don't be rude. Well. Because then we have to get security. We did have somebody ask if Oral was single last episode. That's true. We did. Did they uh, contact you yet? Did they get in touch with you? Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe. no, because when we, when we recorded that episode, Oral was not. Are we putting my business out in the street <laughs> goddamn again? <laughs> well, they wanted to meet you. They thought you were cute. Thank you very much. So that's <laughs> a nice thing. We're but just, we're you just think- saying now... Oral's dance card has opened up again yeah, for potential sp- suitors. He's got some slots left. <laughs> Should be filled. <laughs> Every rose has Hat- its thorns, listeners. Hat- or two. Butch Top 2015. Now, you can also really help us by doing two things. You can reach out to uh, other people that you know who like podcasts and say, hey, this is Flame On Show. You should check out. They're funny. Or they're not funny, but they're entertaining and interesting. I don't know. I'm Whatever funny, you think. Like we like to, we like to, ju- if you like to judge us and listen to us and make fun of us, that's completely that's fine, fine too. That's fine yourself. Well, but leave <laughs> us. Again, don't be rude. Don't be rude. Leave us a review on iTunes because those do matter. And we always like reading our reviews and seeing what you want to say about us. Or message us on uh, Facebook Flame on Show is our page you can message the page or just post something nice and and reach out and we will definitely get back to you and we'd love to put your questions on the show occasionally we'll get a question from a listener and we'll feature it on the show like hey I think Oral's really cute and what did he ask I don't know is he single he, he said, does, does Oral have a boyfriend that's what it was that's what it was that's it it could be simple. It could be simple. Yeah. We, we love it. We, also, just, we just want the feedback. So let us know if you like it. If you don't like it, you want to add something, you think that there's something that we should be talking about, just let us know. Yeah. And if you're in Orlando and you hear this the day it comes out, come over to Bear Bust because we'll be at Parliament House the whole weekend having all kinds of crazy Bear Bust fun. Oh, we're going to have a booth or something? Well, we'll be there. I don't think we have a booth. Uh-oh. Hi, I run the event. We're going to be there. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, and, and uh, like comic, book, comic Book Bears, uh, myself and Steve Mori will be there running around. Like, you know, we'll be there. Come have have fun. Say hi. We'll have our shirts on. We have maybe some cards and some prints and things. Maybe just come look for us. I'll probably, come out. I'll probably be there with a whole bunch of crazy chicks from Texas because um, right. they're coming down for my birthday this week, but my birthday's today. So, but whatever. But they're going to make up for it. Free food and drinks. Sweet. So. Because I'm 23. Tell them, to, tell them to take you to see Varla Jean Merman yeah. in as much Varla as you can bear. Saturday, October 17th at 8 p.m. <laughs> in the Footlight Theater. I'm very tickets, excited about that. Tickets available now at varlajean.eventbrite.com or just go to parliamenthouse.com and you can buy your tickets there. Lovely. Well, that's just, saying, just saying. Just saying. And uh, you guys got anything? You good? Good? Everybody good around I'm the thing? Good. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, Flame On. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, The Ones in the Blue Box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast. 
or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.